Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, Thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Today, I am with another guest. I'm no longer flying solo every goddamn week. She's got some virtual friends. Um, You will know her from TOWIE, back when it was actually good, and also her own TV show on ITV, First Time Mum. It is, of course, Fern McCann. Hello. (laughs) Hello, darling. I love that, back when it was good. Oh, (laughs) the good old days of TOWIE. I mean, come on. Yeah. Mm. the good old days when you were giving Sam Fairs highlights in someone's kitchen when Amy Childs was just you know living her life having for jazzles those were the glory days I do not watch it anymore do you oh I'm gonna have to admit that I don't (laughs) but I do catch up on just via their Instagram because you get the highlights there but yeah it's a completely different show now because way back when I was in it we were still and I hate this word but normal people 
we had our normal jobs mm. and it was very well as close to reality as you could get it obviously it was constructed but yeah I I, I don't watch it now I think when you're on a TV show, it ruins it forever for you because not the same thing, but I was on Celebs, no wait, what's it, not Celebs Go Dating. I was on Come Dine With Me and I, it was my favourite TV show. It was my best friend's lifelong goal to go on it. So I did it just to spite him. And <laughs> after that, I could never watch it again because I'd seen all behind the yeah. scenes. I knew how it worked. I was like, no, it's dead to me now. Dead to me. I'm still a fan Shame. of reality TV though. I didn't know you'd done Come Dine With Me. How did you get on? Oh, it's an episode to behold. It's honestly, it was a North London edition. Everybody was Nigerian except for me, literally everybody. And I had no oven. I had no kitchen. And they were like, oh, it'll be super fun. And uh, people just still to this day take the piss out of my cooking. Like I made vodka jelly as a starter. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to get, get it started with a vodka jelly. I love that. Well, I tell you what, actually, a repressed memory is coming back to me. After I was on Come Dine With Me, guess who slid into my DMs before DMs were a thing, slid into my Facebook messages? Take one guess. I'm going to teletransport it to you. I've got no... I've got no... It's not Laurie. I've got no idea. Is it someone from TOWIE? No, it was Dane Bowers. (laughs) That was my claim to fame. Let me lick you up. Bend down till you say stop. <laughs> he loved me. the vodka jelly. <laughs> he loved the fact I had no oven. He loved the fact that I borrowed a table from the pub downstairs for people to sit around. He was loving the chaotic vibes and he slid right in there. But I, of course, said no, was thank it a, you. Was it a celebrity? It was like a celebrity version or not? I am so flattered that you think that. But no, it was like 15 years ago. It's 10, 15 years ago. And no, it was just, it was just me. It was just me. And it was random. It was totally random. But there we go. I love that he slid in. This How is did not, that make you feel? This is not a come dine with me recap. <laughs> no, no. I would, I'd go off on tangents. I can get lost in just waffle. Where I used to be a hairdresser, as Same. you mentioned. Um I just love the small talk. I really, I'm so here for the small talk. Yes. Don't you miss like being a hairdresser? Because I used to be an eyelash extensionist and a spray tanner. And I made so many friends because when else do you just sit and talk to random girls like every couple of weeks? Do you know what I mean? They become your best friends. Totally. I lived for that. And that's definitely something that I miss about hairdressing is that like star from camaraderie becoming really good good friends with your clients because you attract the people that you're like Mm. and you just end up having this massive clientele of just really well I was going to say really cool people but then that would be me saying that I'm a really cool person (laughs) but yeah I miss it I don't miss doing the work (laughs) oh no no our backs can't take it I loved beauty but I feel like once you get into your mid 30s it's time to give the back a rest and bring out the voice instead and start podcasting that's my general rule in life so (laughs) I am so pleased to say you are a listener of the podcast aren't you and I feel like you were a book club bitch are you still a book club bitch I don't know what's happening I I was a book club bitch but then something happened with my subscription to the app the the payment not that it bounced or anything (laughs) sorry and then you know what happens like life gets in the way but I was I read uh, 
the Mel Robbins book with you. And I did yes. at the beginning of the year, the, um, the magic, I, well, it wasn't at the beginning of the year, it was mid year, but I know that you had it for whenever people wanted to do it at their own leisure. So I did the magic with you. And I am a listener of the podcast. I love your podcast and not to blow smoke up your ass, darling, but I just feel do like it. you're just so, all right then. All right. You're just so incredibly relatable. And I think that it's with spirituality or law of attraction or what, what that space can feel really overwhelming to people. And I feel like you just sort of, break down this barrier and it's really refreshing and I've loved listening to your podcast well thank you so much it's truly as soon as someone said to me I think someone always alerts me when like someone starts following or mentioning I think you mentioned it in your stories or something I literally got like 500 messages being like oh my god Fern McCann listens to your podcast it's wild you know Mrs Hinch listens now probably I I don't know Megan and Harry I'm gonna say I think Megan and Harry do but they don't admit to it it's fine so how did you discover the law of attraction what was like your your intro to it I would say it happened quite naturally like I'm such a daydreamer I always have been when I was younger like I would just quite easily just drift off into my own place of imagination and have always been like that as a child and I've always had this like curiosity of I'm not even going to bore you with it but I would like hold this sounds so fucking weird and I don't know how I've tried to explain it to someone once before and they've not got it but like I would hold a pencil (laughs) or like a pen and be like yeah what what is this pencil why is it a pencil why is it here? How did it? And I would just take myself. I, I, I'm not explaining it. I, can't, I honestly can't explain it, but I've got this vivid memory of just being in this world and feeling so small, but just being amazed at like different things. Oh God, I can't explain it. Sorry, that is my six month cockapoo with Laurie's slipper. Is she all right in the background? You can't hear her. You that really, really. What the fuck you were going to say then? Um. <laughs> she's like uh, yeah I can't actually even hear yeah. it I... um anyways that was a nice circuit breaker because I can't explain it but basically when I was younger I just had this I guess it was energy um and not knowing at the time that there was just so much of this vast bigger space and world than just me sat there with my little pencil thinking what is this pencil can't explain it um and then I just <laughs> I just had massive dreams. I remember writing in my yearbook in year six that I wanted to be, oh my God, don't, a singer, actress, model and dancer. And Hello, I wanted I'm them high. all. I literally, I know, I was like, I want it all. And I feel like I've kind of, I mean, I'm not in Hollywood. I'm a reality star. But anyways, we've had some success. My actual moment of manifestation and law of attraction, I think was with the jungle and I would just lay there in bed and just be like, one day I want to be on that show before I was even famous. And I would just imagine what it would feel like laying in the hammock and just being in that environment. And then it was such a random story because um, I wasn't ever meant to go in the jungle. And I think this is when the universe surprises you because it just happens. Things happen so unexpected. And I... I was a substitute 
So basically, someone didn't pass the psych test, oh, and then I got I the wonder who that was. interview. And the day after, I know, I know who it was, but I'm not going to share because it was. I went in with Vicky Patterson and Spencer Matthews, so it was like the Made in Chelsea, Geordie Towie reality, and right. they they threw us three in. So yeah, basically, I had the interview, and I thought I'm not. I, I haven't even been doing Towie for very long, and then I. They rang me the next day and said, you're flying out to Australia two weeks later. And it was just a really, it, for me, that was a moment where I was like, this shit is real. And I just, I, I felt like I had created that opportunity through law of attraction. 100%. Do you know what? As we sit here talking, and I was talking to Mark this morning, who's helping us with this podcast because I'm an idiot. And I just said to him, like, what a fucking dream that it's a Wednesday today. I went and picked up some fake lashes because my lashes all fell out. It's a long story. I'm interviewing Fern McCann. I'm working on my podcast. Like he's doing the same. And it's like, this is a Wednesday. Some people would be going to ordinary jobs where they're not their own boss, where they're doing things potentially they don't want to do. And you look at somebody like you, where you think you managed to get onto a TV show that at that time was really like a gateway drug to fame. And it was like a real opportunity for people to start their own businesses and to really make a name for themselves in the space. But then off the back of that, if you think how many people have been through TOWIE, fucking hell, loads, loads of them, we can't even remember their names. And yet you've managed to also come out and be one of the very few people that have gone on to be very successful in your own right. And on top of that, have your own ITV TV show, like primetime TV show, to do things like um, I'm a celebrity and SAS and all these things. When I see someone like you, and of course your other things, like, you know, you're a mother, you're in love, you've got your dream home, all these kind of things. You can see that someone like you has used the law of attraction in your life. You are somebody that has manifested. So would you say that all of those huge moments, like getting your own TV show, getting onto TOWIE, did you use the law of attraction to manifest those things into your life? Did you have vision boards? What did you do? I had a moment when I was a hairdresser and I met this really kooky, cool lady and I was going through just a bit of a shitty time getting on the London commute. This is why I could relate to you so much listening to your podcast when you said you get on the London commute. And I just knew that I had a burning desire to do more. And I always wanted to be famous. That is something that I've always been quite open and honest about. I always wanted to be famous, not really know, didn't really know what, but I wanted to entertain, be on stage. And I, I had this client and she was very spiritual and she just could sense my energy. And she said, have you ever just asked the question, what is my purpose? And I was probably about 22 at the time. And that was the first moment that was just, I was like, what do you mean? She said, just, just, just to yourself, just to the higher power, what is my purpose? ground your feet you know she was like take your socks off get outside ground your feet she was very um very yogi and very woo woo but I was just like what is my purpose what is my purpose and then on the London commute every day I couldn't get myself out of this trance where it was it took me back to when I was a child when I was just imagining every single day taking myself in that different world and I was like I want to be famous I want to be famous my best friends at the time Sam and Billy 
they were on the show and I was like, I want to do that. I didn't join TOWIE until Series 9. Nice. So I was a latecomer. I wasn't a, an original at all. Right. Series 9, and I left in series, thir- in series 13. I wasn't around for very long. So, um, yeah, I just was like, oh, well, I want to be famous. Like, what if this? What if that? I mean, I was dreaming about Hollywood and we ended up on on TOWIE. But I, set- <laughs> I settled for that, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, Brentwood. But do you know what? I I, I do think I think it's definitely marrying the two of visualization, which I'm really, really uh, passionate about. I mean, I'm looking at my vision board now. So visualization and definitely writing it down and just taking myself off. But you have to marry that with hard work. Like, and I I know people are like, oh, yeah, reality star. What do you mean hard work? You've got to create your own opportunity. You've got to. yeah, like that. There was there was a lot of moments and opportunity. I, I feel like you have to create your own luck. And I hate. I love this quote, but when I shared it on my Instagram, I got a lot of hate for it. But I'm going to share it on this yeah. podcast. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Yes, Molly May. And I do. I do believe that. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no. That's going to be. Do you know that's no, going to be it? I agree it? with you. No. I think. Do you know what Kim Kardashian, Molly May? There's been a few people that have said similar things. And they get a lot of hate for it. But I think it's because it's true. Like, it is true. And I have people that will say to me on a regular basis, I was thinking this just today, I have people on a regular basis say to me, oh, I wish I could do that, but I just don't have time. And I just think, I started a podcast and was consistent with it every single week, posted on my Instagram every single day when I had newborn twins and I had no money. I, we were in a lockdown. I was yeah. We all, God, I'm not going to say we all have the same 24 hours a day because we don't, but there is a real thing of you create your own no. luck and you create your own opportunities. But what I love is how you were saying that. And it was almost like giving me goosebumps that I feel like we've just uncovered the Holy Grail is we both were on that London commute where you're dissatisfied with your life and Mm. you've got a lot of time to just Mm -hmm. think. And I did exactly the same as you. I remember walking across London fucking bridge every day being like, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a best-selling author. I'm going to show these motherfuckers. I'm going to be da-da-da-da. And it all happened. And I think so many people now don't give themselves the opportunity to be dissatisfied enough or be bored with life. Like now you'll just stick in a podcast every time you're driving somewhere or you'll distract yourself with so many things. But actually I think being in a job you hate and being in a situation you hate really gives your mind space and energy to be like, this is what I want. This is what I, so love that for you and me. Absolutely. Get a commute you hate, you're sorted. (laughs) Yes. Well, some of some of my best moments have come from dissatisfaction, hate, pain, because I feel like when you hit rock bottom or when you're like just in a really shitty headspace, the only way is to is to move forward or or pick yourself up off the floor, whether it's been a breakup, something that's happened that's thrown me off plan that's that's happened publicly or or yeah back to my hairdressing days where I just was so dissatisfied I get this real sort of like motivation to be like right okay now's now's the time for the change and the push just that moment when you're ready to give up it's like yeah some of my best moments have come from those times 100% I remember us talking a couple of months ago and saying about the bigger the breakdown the bigger the breakthrough and in my experience in life, 
Yes. Isn't it right? Like, it's so true. You need to hit that rock bottom. And that's why now I feel like it's such a comforting thought that if things in my life go to shit in the future, like I can genuinely sit here and say, if this podcast, for whatever reason, got cancelled tomorrow, I genuinely have no fear about that whatsoever. Because I know that when life takes me back down to zero, I will always discover a way to make life great again. God, I should get that on a hat. Make life great again. Like make America great again. Um, And it's such a blessing, actually, to have a huge (laughs) breakdown. And I know people are fucking sick of me talking about the good old Panny D when, like, I lost my business. I was single. I was up the duff from a guy on Tinder. Shit was getting real bad for me. But, my God, it was the biggest fucking glow up of my life. And so what do you do when life does throw you shit balls because you have had some horrible things happen in life how do you use that to really turn it around and come back stronger well I think it's really important to I mean I've had a hell of a lot of therapy (laughs) I have uh, really committed to therapy for the best part of the recent six years of my life but I know that that's not accessible to everyone um and I think the most simplest like my advice would be to like you've got a process you've got to go through all the emotions last year I had a terrible end to my year it was it was horrendous and I couldn't see past this really dark time and I've experienced dark times and yes it is reassuring and comforting knowing that I'm going to get through and knowing that yeah it's going to be um there's going to be some sort of you know bad times don't last forever but this time just felt really different and it floored me but I think that it's important to have these moments of light and shade because it almost deshells you and I believe in life that that things are not happening to you they're happening for you so I just like I just really grip onto faith and just believe that everything is unfolding exactly as it should the good times the bad times and just holding on to that faith and because life can get really hard and tough but if you can just hold on to just getting through that really shitty time and getting and and having that breakthrough on the other side is going to be magical and that's why i always think it's going to be magical when i just break through if i can just hold on for a little bit longer so definitely just holding the faith and just bringing myself back to the tools of we'll be back after a quick break Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Do you know what? I once wrote like a breakup plan, because I, I like 
I've suffered so bad with breakups. It's like been the end of the world. I, my first breakup, I had to sleep in my mum's bed for two weeks. I took two weeks off work. Oh um, Jill. But I would like, I know, poor Jill. But um, she, but I would, I would write like breakup plans, and they would consist of not breakup plans, but how to get over a breakup. Love this. And that would be journaling keeping a gratitude journal it would be through meditation sitting in silence getting outside in nature just just everything that makes me connect to my true self and I, I feel like you'll be able to relate to this I know I'm waff am I waff am I waffling Fran no never all right so just having Sunday and you having your three girls I am so excited. I don't know if this is like, if this is wrong of me, but I am so almost looking forward to Sunday's first breakup because I want to throw a big fuck off party, right? Yes. Because it's so, they're necessary. It's character building. It's like through the shitty times, that's where you get to, that is where you de-shell. That is where you connect to your true self. That's where you learn resilience. And that's how you become the person that you are each day. So yeah, that's how I deal with the shitty times. And I'm looking forward to Sunday's first breakup. I love that. I mean, I'm planning on having a party for Bo's first period. I hadn't thought about the first breakup, but now you've given me ideas. But do you think that's because you and I take those shitty circumstances and make them good? Like, I genuinely think if someone's horrible to me, if someone does me wrong, I almost see it as like an IV bag that's going to go into my bloodstream. And it gives me such motivation for like, I'll show you itis. I'm going to fucking show you how, like I go on a self-improvement plan and I will level up 10 levels. So I don't want to say I'm attracting people treating me like shit, but I love it. Whereas some other people just shrink into like a little, it it really makes them take a hit, but I love that. Yeah. Your breakup is going to help you. It is going to make you stronger. It's going to character building. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all day long, truly. <laughs> I love it. You should write a book just, about getting over a breakup. And yeah, I should. I've had enough of them. I've had enough of them. Yeah. It's your specialist subject. <laughs> if you ever go and mastermind, there you go. You're sorted. <laughs> so what are your rituals and your preferred kind of techniques for manifesting? Because we're all very different. Personally, I hate journaling. I ain't got no time for it. I have a vision board on my phone. I love subliminals. What are your Mm. go-tos for really manifesting? And what are you manifesting at the moment, if you can tell us? Okay, so there's a lot going on right now. And we are currently in the process. I say we, me and my lovely fiancé. Honestly, it's been a real journey going into business with your partner. But we're here and we are launching a (laughs) mental health and well-being app called Shirah which is launching in a matter of weeks, which is really exciting because we were sort of drawn to each other. This sounds nuts as well, but through each other's trauma, like we literally laid everything out on the table um, and I just surrendered. I was like, you know what? I'm going into this relationship. Here's me, Waltz and all, and we are now, I'm now six months pregnant and we're a year and a half into our relationship launching an app. And our first business together, which is exciting. But um, to to, to answer your question, Fran, 
So I was someone who had like 1,500 notes notebooks one for gratitude one for my affirmations one for journaling one for my notes that just pop into my head one for to-do list and all of this and it was just really just disorganized and just not working out for me I love meditation I'm big into just connecting with like different energies but we wanted to create a space where everything was in in one place. And listen, I'm all here for spending less time on your phone, but I am I'm a busy mum, and I'm also here for convenience. And I think it is really important to work on yourself and to listen to um, positive content. And we are really excited. We we all of we've sort of like plucked everything from our favourite apps our self-help apps and everything that we was doing in terms of rituals and everything like that and just merged it into one and I'm I'm honestly so excited this feels very aligned with where I am right now and I guess my what I'm manifesting is just the success and just hoping that that people are going to absolutely love it so yeah that's where I'm at and I hope I've sort of answered your question. It's questions. going to be amazing. Yeah, I hope so. We've got the launch you're coming to, I hope. When does it launch? So it launches. I'm coming. You're coming, darling. It launches on the, I haven't actually revealed the date. Shall I give you an exclusive? I feel like Laurie. <laughs> Sometime in May. Do you know what, Laurie's, Laurie, I'm the naughty one. Like we are so yin and yang. And he's like, you shouldn't be telling people that. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't help myself. So it's launching mid-May. Okay. Can I say, Laurie also said that I wasn't allowed to bring a guest. So respectfully, fuck him. We can do what we like. <laughs> We're boss bitch no, women. I couldn't believe it. Do you know what? <laughs> like, ignore him. You can bring someone. I am so, I'm so embarrassed. Like, he's so strict with everything in life. And I was like, babes, why have you told Francesca around that she can't bring a fucking guest? I was like, that's so, for a woman, I don't know. And he was like, she's all right turning up on her own. That's what I've said to everyone. I was like, no, like she can bring a plus one. <laughs> to be fair, I am bringing my assistant who will get great content. So Perfect. I mean, it's win-win, baby. <laughs> It's win-win for everybody. Um, one final thing I want to ask you, because I know that we're going over on time now, but I just want to ask you quickly, how's your mental health in pregnancy? I'm really interested. Yeah, do you know what? Do you suffer? Uh, no. Oh, and I, yeah, no, I don't. Not in oh, pregnancy. You lucky bitch. I, for me, I, I'm the best when I'm pregnant. I'm so, it's just that you haven't got to think about everything shifts there's just a massive shift and I'm just so excited about the birth um but no I'm I'm a I'm a really good pregnant person and right now at this date um right at this moment in time I feel very balanced and I haven't felt like that in a, in a long time and I felt very together I feel like everything that I'm doing is is like on the right path she says she'll probably get thrown off next week and something traumatic will happen and it'll be all over the daily mail and I'll be sobbing and we'll yeah no I'm not gonna manifest that darling I'm not gonna manifest no don't I'm the queen of getting thrown off calls it's all gonna be good queen of getting please remind <laughs> me because I want to I want to print this and put it on my um on my vision board because I love I heard that quote from you. You said it, the bigger the breakdown, the bigger the breakthrough. I just love, I just, 
feel like that. I think I stole it from someone. Yeah, but, yeah. but we can. I can let's let's play. Let's prejudice it to me. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, mental health is good. Check and just very excited for the birth of our app and the birth of our baby. But my, I'm becoming a mother of two. I know you went from one to three, but how am I going to handle it? Oh, I, I'm not going to lie. It's fucking savage. Obviously, everybody has very different experiences. But from what I've spoken to, your second is a very different experience. For me, having Bo was a very magical experience. I instantly was in love with her. We traveled the world together. The second one, I'm a second child. And I now know why there are no pictures of me as a child. <laughs> I now know why my sister's got all the fucking handprints and shit. And I ain't got shit. <laughs> I now know. That's all I'm saying, okay? But as they grow up... You, you love them all the same. But it took me a long time to bond with the twins. But I think I was going through a lot of trauma at the time. I was isolated, literally in lockdown. I had no money, mm. two babies at once. Very, very difficult. So that's the only, do you know what? You didn't ask for my advice, but I'm going to give you some. You may not have that same experience, but never compare your two pregnancies or your two baby experiences to each other. Really? That's the one thing I've learned because they're never going to be the same. And I spent a lot of time trying to compare it to my amazing first experience. And it just made it feel even more worlds apart. You might find that you were very stressed during your first one. And actually now with a loving partner and, you know, you might find that this is even better than you might feel guilty that you didn't feel like that the first time, whatever it may be, it's all very different. And no one really ever told me that. And I feel like if I'd been prepared for that, I'd have been like, oh, okay. But yeah, it's just very, very different. That mm. whole rush of love that you get when you see a baby. Like I remember Bo being about two or three days old and we just stopped in a McDonald's randomly. We were driving from London to Lincolnshire. And I remember putting her on the table and it hit me like someone had punched me in the face. And I was like, oh my God, I love her so much. I would die for her. I can't believe she's mine. And that hit of what even is that? Like, what drug is that? It was incredible. I never got it with the twins. Really? I never got it. And for such a long time, I felt so guilty. It just grew really steadily. It just, re- and then one day you're like, oh, I fucking love the bones of you. I could eat you. Mm. But it ne- it never came in that hit. And I felt, I remember saying to the midwives, when am I going to love them? Like, when is, when is that going to come? Fascinating. And I felt really guilty for it. So yeah, just, it, they're all different. They're all different. And you'll be fucking tired. And yeah, forget about everything. You're going to be like, oh. <laughs> it's going to be savage. And I'm si- I'm like six years older now. I'm like, am I cut out for this? Yes, I am. I'm looking forward to How old to are you? Well, I- I'm I'm 30. I'll be, yeah, I'm 32. You've forgotten. Got baby brain. Oh, you're yeah I was a lot older, but yeah and it's it's going to be magical when you see them interacting with each other it's going to be fucking magical mm. anyway where can we find you if you've got anything do you want to tell us your website or how we find sure and all that kind of stuff tell us so you could just find me on instagram darlings do you know what i mean it's pretty <laughs> my name fern mccann um and then my our app shira is in my bio at my instagram and I think a few weeks after this podcast is out, Shira will be on the App Store, which is, I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. So it's very exciting. So exciting. Can anyone sign up to your OnlyFans? No, I'm joking. <laughs> right, that's it. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's been amazing. Babes, it's been so and, fun. Um, I will see you in a few weeks. Yay!
Can't wait to see you. I'm so pleased you're here. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much, Fern, for coming on. Um, By the way, we are still at the beginning of the month and we have a brand new book in the book club. It is all about decluttering your home, your mind and your finances. I'm fucking loving it. Come and join us. The link is in my bio. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.